Welcome to the Enlightened Discipline Podcast with Scott Stoffer, a certified financial planner in Silicon Valley. The Enlightened Discipline Podcast is about moving you and your family towards better wealth. This podcast is purely educational. It's Scott's way of paying it forward, helping people make better financial decisions. And now, on with the show with Scott Stoffer and co-host Matt Halloran. Hello again, this is Matt Halloran. And today we're going to be talking about the second step of 10 to a better investment experience with Scott Stoffer. Last time we really dove into number one, really truly how to understand market pricing so that that really turns into a better investment experience. So Scott, can you recap the last podcast for us? Sure, Matt. You know, we we talked about the story of making a pencil to illustrate really that no single person possesses enough ability or know-how to make a pencil. Likewise, the idea was that the average investor, the, the idea that the average investor could profit from attempts to beat the market through stock picking is really a fool's game. You know, the idea that, you know, the thought to truly beat the market, you don't just have to be above average, you have to be better than nearly every other market participant. And, and that, you know, that leads us right into step number two, which is don't try to outguess the market. And, and the funny thing here is that everything that we need to know about don't try to outguess the market is really contained in a jar of jelly beans. Really? All right. Well, I'm definitely yeah. interested in hearing this. So explain. So, um, you know, this is an experiment that's been done thousands of times across the world. And, and really, if, if we were to put a, a, a jar of jelly beans in front of 100 different people in a room and have everybody take out a piece of paper and, and have people guess, you know, how many jelly beans are in that jar of jelly beans? You know, there might be some people who have some statistical experience. There might be some people who have, uh, who have, who have experience looking and, and estimating crowd sizes or, you know, uh, different things like that that might help them. But essentially, if at the end of that experiment, if everybody wrote down their guess and they put it on a piece of paper, and then we identified, okay, who we thought was actually closest to that, the average of everybody's guesses would be the closest than any one individual. Hmm. And, and that's the sort of cool thing about, about that experiment. And, and this was also talked about in a, in a book. The book was called The Wisdom of Crowds, Why the Many Are Smarter Than the Few, and how collective wisdom shapes business, economies, societies, and nations. And, and really, this, this jelly bean exercise and this book talks about that under the right conditions, groups can be remarkably intelligent. And even under the right conditions, they can be smarter than any one smart person or the smartest person among them. You know, there was also a, a funny um, story that's back from, from 1906, and there was a British scientist uh, by the name of Francis Galton. And he discovered this, the same theory or the same sort of phenomenon at a local county fair. Uh, at the time, there was a, 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 a competition going where all the, the people who came to the county fair could you know, write down what their guesses were of what the weight of an ox would be after it had been slaughtered and dressed. You know, this was a county fair where there are lots of farmers and, and agricultural people coming. So they they were familiar with, you know, what the difference was between a, a pre-slaughtered or uh, an after-slaughtered, you know, ox. And and all of these people, you know, competed in there. They, they bet little money to try to win. And there were actually about 800 people that tried their luck. And, and there was a winner that was awarded. But this British scientist, you know, Francis Galton, afterwards, 
he, he went and collected all the entries from the people who were running the competition. And he discovered that the average of all the guesses was only one pound off from the actual weight. Wow. And, and this was, you know, the person who actually won, and I, I didn't read about what their number was, but the average was much closer than any one individual, even people who were familiar with slaughtering and dressing an ox. How does that tell us, or what does that tell us, about investing? And, and how do you bring all of this back to, you know, really, truly understanding, don't try to outguess the market, and how does this make for a better investment experience? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's about, you know, the, the jar of jelly beans, or it's about the ox. And, and really, the story for investors is, basically, the market's pricing power works against professional money managers who think they can beat the market by finding mispriced stocks or timing the market. You know, traditional investment approaches all strive to, to beat the market by finding pricing mistakes or attempting to predict the future. And too often, these approaches just prove futile and costly. You know, there was a, a recent academic study that looked at actively traded mutual funds from 2001 to 2015. Now, in the study, there were 2,758 mutual funds. Those are all the mutual funds from 2000 that, were, that started at 2001. Some dropped out because they didn't finish, but, but you know, from 2001, we're looking at 2,758 mutual funds. After 15 years, only 43% of these mutual funds even survived, and only 17% were able to outperform their benchmark. So when the same study looked at fixed income mutual funds, of which there are about 811 funds, only 7% outperformed. So even if you were lucky enough to pick one of the 17% from equity mutual funds or one of the 7% from fixed income funds that do outperform the benchmarks, you need to remember the number one disclosure that every firm has to use. Past performance is no guarantee of future performance. Mm -hmm. and, and it's almost as if what we've been traditionally been taught about a successful investment experience is not really what matters. You know, and we've been taught, you know, four things. One is to, the first one is to try to pick winning stocks. The second thing is to try to pick superior money managers. The third item is to try to time the markets. And the fourth item is you know, to listen to all the financial press that's around us. And what don't try to outguess the market, step you know, two says, is what really matters for a successful investment experience are four different things. And those four things are reducing expenses, number two, diversifying portfolios, number three, minimizing taxes, and number four, maintaining discipline. If you don't mind, Scott, I'd like to go back to what you were just talking about, the four things that we've been taught. And it's interesting. Can, can you break each of those four down for us with just a little bit more detail? Because we have been taught these four things, but I think it would be good for our audience to hear why these things are not the right thing to do. Obviously, you just said what we should be paying attention to, reducing expenses, diversifying portfolios, minimizing taxes, and maintaining discipline. But the, what we have been taught and what we're told by the press, can you break those down just a little bit more deeply for our audience, please? Sure. And, and you know, part of it is, you know, we've, we've talked about this in a lot of our podcasts. Part of it is really understanding the role of, the, of Wall Street and Wall Street firms. And, and they exist in some ways 
you know, to try to deliver products to investors. And those products may or may not be in your best interests. And so what they try to do through the financial press is to try to say, we're really, really good at picking winning stocks. We're good at finding missed price securities. And we tout this, this track record to do that. You know, we're our superior money manager. Um, we know when to get in and out of a particular sector in the market or when to overemphasize, you know, European investments in, or European equities in your portfolio. And again, you know, that's what the media has put out there. All the magazine covers that we see. Here are the top 10 mutual funds. Here are the top, you know, five money managers that you should look at. And we read these things and, and it's almost like we're our worst enemy um, because what really matters is, is that the idea that we could get lucky enough to pick one of the, as I mentioned from that academic study, one of the 17% of, of those mutual fund managers and equity mutual funds that actually did outperform over 15 years, th there's, no, there's no academic evidence that gets into the idea that just because they had past performance, they're gonna have good future performance. It's just not a good indicator. And, and you know, we'll talk about that in, in our next podcast a little bit too. But the idea again, that, that we could, um, you know, have a successful investment experience by picking winners, it just doesn't work. And the academic evidence supports it. I'd like that you keep going back to academic uh, research here and academic support because we have talked already on, on previous podcasts, and I know we're going to continue to dive into this deeper because you and your team at Better Wealth really do attack the behavioral aspect of investing in, in planning for retirement. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke you in the eye here, just out of respect here, but don't many investors think that when you find that winning stock, you should just hold on to it with dear life? Yeah, you know, we, we have lots of things around us that tell us that's what we should do. Our favorite sports teams, right? You know, our, our favorite restaurants and other things like that. So there's a lot of behavioral things that go, go into that. And that's what exactly traditional investment management wants you to think. Remember, they're in the business of getting more clients, making more profits for themselves. Their interest of you having a great, successful investment experience may not always be aligned. And so, you know, we're going to talk more in depth about the third step of our better investment experience, which is don't chase past performance. But it's, it's really important to remember that whether we're talking about how many jelly beans are in a jelly bean jar or what's the weight of an ox after being slaughtered and dressed or really what we're talking about here, trying to outguess the market, the collective knowledge of the market is smarter than any one participant, any one money manager. And those little experiments that we talked about with jelly beans and, and with the oxen really you know, drive that home. And if you don't believe this simple truth, you know, if you believe that the market has it wrong, then you're pitting your knowledge and your hunches against the combined knowledge of millions of other market participants. And frankly, that's just a hunch that no one should be willing to bet on. And with that incredibly powerful statement, this is Matt Hallen for Scott Stoffer. Thank you very much, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Discipline, brought to you by Better Wealth, proudly serving Silicon Valley for over 15 years. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and at BetterWealth.us, where Scott will share his insight on how to stay on track, in control, and achieve 
what matters. 